Welcome to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast, where we talk about strategy, training, and systems to help you reach big goals and find success in direct sales. I'm your host, Becky Launder, a San Diego mama, marketing junkie, and sales strategist that has built several six-figure businesses and is on a mission to share the new modern ways to rock your biz. If you're a go-getter direct seller and looking for actionable strategies, you are in the right place. This is for you. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. I am so happy you're here. I am thrilled to have an amazing guest with us, Megan Rinko. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I am really, really excited. A little bit nervous, but mostly just excited to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't be nervous. The podcast is so much fun. I always say it's just like hanging out, having a cup of coffee, chit-chatting with an old friend. So I am so excited you're here. We actually had the opportunity to meet in real life, which I can't say for many of my podcast guests. And when I was in Montreal, we had a chance to get together and say hello. So I'm so excited for Megan to share a little bit about Tokara. Megan's the VP of sales for Tokara Jewelry, and she's going to tell us all the things. So Megan, as we're getting started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background and who you serve? Well, I am, I'm going to say 13 years with Takara. So really, I'm as old as the furniture with Takara. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, honestly, I've been in the industry for just over 13 years. I really was introduced to it when I had my eldest son through another company. And I went in the field, actually, as many of us, it's our first discovery of the industry. And, you know, it really impacted me. And I really kind of fell in love with the industry. So when I had the opportunity to start working with the company Takara corporately 13 years ago, I was excited about it. I was really excited to be able to take on a different role in the industry and help others kind of build and grow businesses that would impact their lives in a positive way, much the same way that it had positively impacted my own. So good. So good. So I want to hear a little bit about the story of Tokara, but you were around from almost the beginning, right? So it's over a decade that you've been partnering with Tokara and supporting the field and the strategy on the corporate side. So what's the story? And then, of course, we want to hear how the story has evolved and changed over time, too. The story is what got me in 100% with this company. So the story really starts with Randall Marcus. He's our founder of Takara. And really, it's his passion for the industry and for the product that like you can't help but leave a conversation with him so much more passionate than you were going into it. Even if you think you're so excited about something, you're going to leave even more excited after you've spoken with him about it. So He had been in the industry of jewelry for many, many years, so super, super experienced on that side. And he had discovered, same as I did, the business model of direct sales. And he developed a passion for that and saw an opportunity to pay it forward. So he had taken his decades of experience in the industry and manufacturing and all of the relationships he had built in that industry for jewelry and taken the quality and the longevity of his relationships and And use that 
solid foundation to build an incredible company called Takara that really created that same business opportunity, you know, that anyone could just take and do it. You know, he always says he was really given sort of a leg up as a young man when he started in the jewelry industry at just 17 and 18 years old. A supplier had given him like a real leg up and helped him get going. And then he moved on to great success in his life based on that. So he felt like this was his opportunity to pay it forward and give countless others that same opportunity to propel themselves to success with their own businesses. Oh, I love that so much. And I love this concept of pay it forward and how really when he was thinking about direct sales was thinking about it as an opportunity for people and, and really looking at it as not only just a business model, but beyond the business model, the impact that the company can create for all of those that are aligned with Takara. So I just, I love that story so, so, so much. And so you came in like a couple years later then, right? Exactly. Almost two years on the nose after they officially opened and just kind of slowly started to get going. That's when they started really to grow. So just about two years in, that's when sort of that first boom happened. And they're like, okay, now things are like really taking off. They had established, they, you know, worked out some of the new business kinks and they were taking off two years in. And that's when I came in and joined the team as it was taking off and really accompanied Takara through, you know, sort of that growth period. And, you know, also recognized, fell in love with and continue today, as you were saying, kind of like, how did it morph or change over the years, that it's still all about the people at Takara, right? Like the product is something you can offer many different ways to people, but the opportunity and the people are what make it really special. And that continues to be the case for Takara today. I love that. I love that. Well, and I think since you've not only been with your company, but been in the industry for a little while now, you've seen the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns. I think for many, they're just kind of experiencing what the last couple of years have looked like in direct sales. And I mean, there's definitely been some ups and downs over the last couple (laughs) of years as well. But with the longevity that you have with your company, as well as the industry, you know, maybe you could just share how has the industry evolved over time? And then of course, I want to hear from your perspective, where you think we're headed to. So I think it really is an excellent question. I think it really evolved in that it kind of opened our eyes and forced many of us to adopt things that we were reticent to prior to, you know, the pandemic. But that really kind of put us in a position to have to be open to these new things. And I do mean for sure integrating and using technology a lot more than we had previously in our industry. You know, I almost feel like before we had kind of two schools, two approaches, this or that, as we say. And I think where we're at today is, why does it have to be or? Why can't it be this and that? And I think that's what happened. We opened our minds, we adopted new ways of doing business, adopted and incorporated new technologies and new platforms into how we're doing business. And I think we saw and grew a lot from that and developed new skill sets as entrepreneurs during that time. And I think where we're at today is, finding that balance and that hybrid of saying, there's a lot of elements that we liked and that we're proud to have developed the skill set and incorporated in our businesses during that time. And we don't want to let those go. But at the same time, there's also elements that we miss and we longed for during that time that we want to reintroduce back into our businesses. And I think it's all about just finding that business and realizing this and that 
work well together. So I think it's developing a model and recognizing that the older, more traditional approaches to the business are still there and the new ones are beneficial and adding to it. So whether you want to do it this way or that way, or this and that way, I think (laughs) it's open to everyone to just sort of decide where you're most comfortable and develop your skill set and your strengths and move forward with that. I love that. And I couldn't agree more that it really is a blend. And and I think that that's also what has maybe added a little bit of complexity to the current landscape of direct sales, right? I remember even when I was in the field, it was like, well, this is how we do things. And you're going to go down this path and you're going to follow this checklist and then you're going to replicate. (laughs) You're going to do it again and again and again and again. And now with advances in technology and really just a higher skill set of direct sellers, I feel like there's so many ways to be successful in this industry. And I love that on the corporate side, y'all are recognizing that too. And knowing that it isn't just, hey, this is the one path that you take. It's There's options and you can do it both ways or you could do it this way or that way. Kind of pick your own adventure, I think is definitely a theme that we're seeing across the industry right now. I have to agree entirely. And I'm really excited that it's what we've adopted in our model and how Takara is moving forward is embracing it and encouraging all of our business partners, you know, our consultants to really develop their own ways and, you know, basically put their own colors to it. You know, I'd say for anyone who's sort of trying to find their own way is just to like, be open to trying new things and adding something to the way that they're doing things. Like if you're doing something, you know, the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, if you're doing something and it is working for you in your business, then you should not stop doing it because it's working for you in your business. But at the same time, stay open to these other things and these ways that you're seeing and hearing of people doing things and maybe just add it in and give it a try. You know, I have a seven-year-old at home and I encourage him, just try the broccoli, you know, (laughs) you can still have your cucumbers, but give broccoli a go. You know, it's kind of that thing. You just want to encourage them to try something new. You may find something else that you can add to what you've been doing and be pleasantly surprised that not only are you continuing to have the success with the ways you were doing your business yesterday, but you're also found a new way that you've added today that's kind of brought your business maybe to a next level, made it add a little more fun or just some versatility to it and helped you reach maybe a different wider audience. Yeah, just trying, right? Just try it on, see if it fits, see if we like the broccoli, see if we want to go back to the cucumbers. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Great. No, and I think that's so true. And and great advice for those that might be listening right now that have been in the industry for a little while and feel like they're at a little bit of a standstill. And I'm hearing that a lot from the students that I'm working with and my programs and other direct sales leaders that I've talked to that are like, hey, I've been doing this for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And I know I need to reinvent myself. I know there's things that I need to do differently. But it can feel a little scary when you're set in your ways and you have a rhythm to your business. So just trying it on, testing the waters and seeing if it's a fit is such great advice. And one at a time. Can I just say one at a time? It can feel overwhelming because you may be looking at it and thinking like, I have to revamp everything and redo everything. Guess what? 
No, you don't. You can just do one at a time. Just try one thing on at a time that you want to, you know, put out there. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Just one step at a time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Just layer it in, layer it in, see how it feels. And you don't have to totally give your entire business a makeover all at once. Exactly. So for those that you are working with directly in the field, the consultants in the field that you're seeing just having a lot of success, because yes, the last couple of years have been challenging all around. But I mean, we just talked before we clicked record. You just came back from an amazing incentive trip. You're seeing people within your company, as well as other companies, be tremendously successful right now. Are there any specific strategies or ideas that are really working for them that might be something somebody might want to try on? I'd say, you know, where we're probably focusing, I see a lot of them focusing, is delivering the value to their customers, that added value. So it's not just about the sale of the product, what is the product and what is the product going to do for you, but also any added value. You want to deliver the interest, right? You are your brand and you want them to return and visit you and you want your customers to be excited about seeing you or hearing you, whether it's on social media shares that you're doing or whether they're calling you. They're always excited to pick up the phone and hear what you have to say or or watch your live or watch your reel or read your post because it's engaging. So I'd say it's about really not just like product shares or sales that we're sharing, but it's about really finding the added value and offering that added value to your customers that's going to make you stand out. That's your point of differentiation to really make your brand sing and stand out and what's going to keep your customers coming back to you because after all, they're your customers because of you, because of what you're bringing to the table and you want to continue to bring more of yourself to the business. Mm, I love that so much. And and I love hearing that, especially from you, who is on the corporate side. You're, you know, really looking at high-level strategies and also probably very well aware of your company's branding and how you're showing up out in the market, but also recognizing that, you know, consultants, direct sellers can really put their own spin on what they're sharing and, you know, build their personal brand into it that it can really just enhance the overall brand, even when every individual is is kind of putting their own flair into it. So I love hearing that because I feel like for a long time, there was a little resistance around that. Like, oh, we don't want people to like post things that maybe aren't 100% looking like what we would post on our corporate Instagram. And I think there's a lot more creative freedom now to really build that personal brand out. You know, I agree. And I think it's the way things are going. So I think it's in the best interest of corporate to work with your field, you know, recognizing that this is something that they're doing. This is something that they're going to do for their business. So work with them and guide them to how to share their brand and the added value so that they're not, you know, going from zero and creating it on their own, but we can help create those guidelines and outline those guidelines of how each consultant can put their own flavor and their own spin on things to share the product and the values their way with their markets and their customers and help them to do it in a way that is, you know, branded or in line and that we're just as excited and proud to have them share as we are of our own collateral that we're creating and putting out there. 
Well, and really what that does for you all too is that you have incredible user-generated content. And I don't think we talk about that enough, but you know, people pay influencers to go out there and create content that corporations can go out and share. And with the direct sales model, you essentially have lots of people out there creating incredible content that's just going to elevate and support the brand as a whole. So, I mean, it's kind of the beauty of, of both worlds, right? Like you're getting really great content generated. They're putting their own personal brand and their stamp of personality into what they're sharing. And you're not out there paying somebody, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to go create content <laughs> for you in the influencer world. <laughs> no, we have the authenticity of our very own consultants who are influencers by any other name, yeah. um, just yeah. out there sharing in their markets. It's built into our business models. It's so true. So true. And the fact that people really love to buy from people, you know, and I would much rather buy from my neighbor next door or my best friend that's selling something in the direct sales space than some celebrity influencer that I really have no personal connection to at all. So I feel like that's really kind of where the industry is headed as a whole is everyone really kind of showing up in their own true authentic self and really kind of infusing their personality and their perspective into the brand that they're representing. I think we're going to see more and more of that. And I just love the forward-thinking companies that are out there that really see that vision and support that in, I mean, their policies and the tools and the training and everything that they're sharing with their field. So that's pretty exciting. You know, I love it. And I think the content, you know, that they're putting out, like the reality is it's a relationship building business. And I think there's no better marketing or advertisement for any company or product than the word of mouth, because you just hit the nail on the head, Becky, when you said that, you know, you'd rather buy from someone that you know, because of the trust factor, yeah. you know, and that's what it is. You know, you can see a commercial for a particular food, something, and you might be tempted to try it because it looks good. But as soon as someone, you know, gives you that, oh my God, I tried that. It was amazing. So delicious. You have to try it. Five seconds later, you're out there getting it and you're trying it, right? Because now you don't think it looks good. You know and have confidence that that's going to yeah. be yummy and you're yeah. going to go and try it. And and that's what the industry is about. And there's no better testimonial or marketing than someone who absolutely earnestly and authentically loves and enjoys, you know, a product or a service. And that's what they're sharing. So, I mean, I yeah. think that's where we're going back to. So where are we going? I think we're going forward. And we're bringing with us the quality and the experience that, you know, we'll get back to of that in person and recognizing the importance and the power behind the people in the industry and the relationships and the importance that relationships in the industry play. It's not just all, you know, online or, you know, marketing, it's people to people. And that's the importance. It's always been the foundation of the industry. And I think it's always going to be the foundation of the industry are the people. We're the ones that make the industry and we're the ones that make it powerful. And we're the ones that reach others and we're the ones that make it successful. Yes. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> I love that, Megan. 
And I I a million percent agree with you that there is a lot of what we've seen historically that we know works. And then I I also think that like a lot of us were kind of in survival mode for a long time. And now it's kind of bringing back like, okay, this is really what worked before. I need to get back to a little bit more of that relationship building, a little bit more of those individual conversations. I mean, my podcast listeners know I talk about 333s all day long and connecting with people and real human interactions. And I think that's so true that it's awesome that we have the technology and we have social media and we have all these different ways that we can build that no like trust factor. But ultimately, it comes down to having conversations, building relationships with people, being authentic, genuine, and the sales are going to follow. That's the reality, right? Absolutely. (laughs) So good. Okay. So we talked a lot about maybe those that have been around direct sales for a while, but we also know that we have a lot of new direct sellers that are joining companies right now as well. So any just tips or advice as we kind of wind things down here on the podcast today for anyone that might be new to the industry and what your recommendations on, on, on really where to start and how to jump in? I would say hold on to one thing as you go through all of your beginning steps, and that is have fun with what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, there is no better authenticity or vibe or attraction than fun and positivity, you know, from someone. When someone is feeling stressed or anxious about doing something or sharing something, you know, that can translate. But when you're having fun, you know, then that's also what translates. And what are people looking to add in their lives? I've always said this. I, for one, I don't know about you, Becky, one of the things I'm not looking to add to my life is more work, more stress, more, you know, hardship. I'm not actually seeking that out in my life. I'm seeking more good times, more fun, more smiles. That's what I'm looking to add for. And so you gravitate towards that. Someone, something that makes you feel good, smile, that sounds happy and positive, that catches your attention. You want to go back for more. It's like a daily dose of something. And that's one of the things that's going to attract people people to you and keep them coming back. So be that ray of light, be the sunshine, be the positivity for people. Show how much fun you're having at what you're doing because you're enjoying your product. You're enjoying your opportunity. You're enjoying sharing it with others who get to enjoy it as much as you do. And all that is fun and positive. So make sure you stay in that mind frame and that that's what you're sharing for others. Oh, so good. So good. And and I think that's such a great reminder. I mean, whether you're brand new or if you've been around for a little while, how do you bring that fun factor? And how do you create that community that people want to be a part of? And you be that person where they're like, oh, yay, guess who I ran into today? (laughs) Not like, oh, let me avoid them in the aisle at the grocery store. (laughs) I don't want to have to have a conversation. Right. So how do you bring that positivity? How do you bring that fun to your business? Because really, that's what this industry is all about. Having fun. Of course, there is incredible opportunity to make a big income and earn trips and do all the things. But I think for so many, it's the community and it's the support and getting to be a part of something that you really feel valued and, of course, love the product. So bring in the fun factor 100%. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with that theme. Because I have to ask you, Megan, what your favorite office supply might be. (laughs) Okay, post-its. 
I mean, ah. I could go on and I, I could like live at Staples. Okay. So it's like one of my favorite places, but I got to tell you, post it, post it, post it, small, medium, large line, not line, every color in the rainbow, you naming it that post it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we have to know if your desk like lined with post-it notes of all of your to-dos or are you more of like a streamlined post-it note kind of person where it goes on a stack of papers or inside a planner? <laughs> so it kind of depends on the week, but I'm typically more of a streamline inside the book on the planner or it's daily. It's notes of the day or the moment. So I don't forget. And then it moves on to the next one and the next one. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, we don't have an office that has post-it notes plastered all over. <laughs> we Not on your regular weeks. You do not. <laughs> but I do think that's such a fun way to brainstorm. I've done lots of activities where everyone grabs a, a stack of post-it oh. notes and writes down their ideas and slaps it up on a whiteboard or on a piece of butcher paper and they and they Absolutely. have all of their ideas there. <laughs> 100%. All right, I'll, I'll meet you for a post-it note brainstorm one day. We're going to have to I'm make in. it happen. <laughs> all right, well, tell us, Megan, where can we connect with you and where can we learn more about Takara? You can learn more about Takara at Takara.com. Really easy to get there. You can follow us on Instagram at Takara Jewelry. And you can find us on our Facebook page for Takara as well. So really easy to find out all about us, what we're up to, what we're doing, and where we're headed. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here with me today and sharing so much wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We are going to have to do this again. This was amazing. It was a blast. I don't know why I was so nervous. It yeah, like I told listened. you. It's just so fun. It's just casual, just chit-chat. <laughs> it's what it seems like when you listen to it. And then when you're a guest, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I do have a few guests that are always like, yeah, I recorded that episode with you and I will not listen to it. And I'm like, no, it's so good. You have to actually listen to it back. So I encourage you. You got to listen to it back. It's going to be just as good. <laughs> I'll do it. I promise. <laughs> All right, Megan. Thank you again. It was so great connecting today. Thank you so much. It was a blast. Ready to stand out from the rest? Build your personal brand by launching your own mini website and blog. Best of all, it's crazy simple and customizable. You can centralize all the things, collect email addresses, and share what you're all about at ohmyhigh.com. Start your free trial today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. For more sales tips, strategy, and systems for your direct sales business, visit your one-stop shop, moderndirectseller.com. Until next time, get out there and go rock your biz.